Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnana Jnana Shalakaya Chakshurin Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha The problems are in society. Mostly people, they don't, they don't want to get too much involved in the problems in society. They think, anyway, let me go on with my life and do the best I can. And some people, they're making some political campaign or they're trying to do something to solve the problems in society. But Prabhupada saw that the root cause of all the problems in society is that everyone is envious of Krishna. What is the root cause? You see that just like America wants to stop terrorism, George Bush has, on behalf of America, declared war on terrorism. We cannot tolerate that some person will fly their airplanes into our buildings and kill people. So they are fighting for the cause of justice and righteousness and humanitarianism. So America is doing a very good job, isn't it? Fighting terrorism. It's called the uplift of humanity and for peace and for justice. It's good, isn't it? America is doing this. You're not sure what to say. Is it good America is doing this? Well, we would advise Mr. Bush, if he would listen to us, unfortunately he doesn't, (laughs) that, first of all, you should stop being a terrorist. You are a demon according to Krishna's statement in Bhagavad Gita. Because you have made a whole society based on animal killing. You're killing, in America, some billions of animals are killed, some two billion or something. If you put together all the the, uh, cows, pigs is what they eat, chickens, especially cows, pigs and chickens. They, they're killing literally billions, and that's, they're killing and they import also. So they're, I mean it's a big subject. Jayadvaita Swami gave a whole seminar on this in Mayapur, how, you know, they're, they're anti-terrorism, but anyway it's a big subject. Politicians, politicians, they're all hypocrites. But they don't see, I mean, actually they may be thinking, the the American soldiers who go there and they get blown up by some some, uh, missiles which are shot at them, they may think we're doing this for the cause of humanity. But actually they don't know that they're getting their karma for performing very grossly sinful activities. And you see, they say that we want to we want to fight the terrorism so everyone can live peacefully. We want peace. There should be peace in society. But why do they want peace? So that they can peacefully go on killing animals, taking intoxication, having, uh, as Prabhupada used to say, they, they're very fond of these topless bars and all this pornography and so many horrible things. Please uh, don't have, it's really best not to have, don't mind, but it's not really proper to have a conversation. Better if the cell phones are turned off. I mean if there's something very important then it's better to go outside. But I mean we're busy, busy, busy. Now they now they made that you can be busy with the cell phone, even 24 hours a day. Your business will go on. But what the real business of life is, to understand Bhagavad Gita, there's no time. So they want peace. They want peace so that they can go on with unrestricted sense gratification. And they think that it's very humanitarian and very just and very proper that we should have a very nice society in which everyone will live very nicely and peacefully while they engage in all sinful and demoniac activities. 
So actually the whole society is demoniac. You see, America wants that everyone will cooperate with them so they can have their McDonald's hamburgers all over the world and they should have their Coca-Cola, which is a, it's another demoniac business, is Coke and Pepsi, because they're, they're just selling you a bunch of chemicals and making a whole bunch of money. And it's of no benefit to anybody. But they're promoting, you should drink this. And the only single motive for spreading Coca-Cola all over the world is to make Mr. Coca-Cola, whoever that may be, the chairman, more filthy rich than he already is. It's of absolutely no benefit. There is no benefit to drinking Coca-Cola. But simply the only motive for marketing it is to make money. And what will they do with that money? They'll open a slaughterhouse. Or they'll make some... Again, you see, this pornography, they say, well, it's art. It's not art. It's simply uh, low, lusty desires. And why don't they stop it? Because it's a big business. It's absolutely subhuman. But it's business. And it makes money. And that's the whole aim of life, according to... It. Actually, you see, you can go to the university and they'll teach you so many things. And, but actually, the, the whole motive of modern society is only money. That's all. And they, have, they teach some kind of ideas. In the, actually, in the schools and the colleges, uh, they're very, they're very concerned that you should pick up this demoniac outlook on life. That everyone should simply work hard and make money, and that is oh yes, that is very honorable and respectable. In the modern age, someone is considered very respectable if they make money, and with that money, they're eating cows and meat, and they're. You see, even if he's a drunkard, but oh, he's a very, he's a CEO of a big company. Oh, very respectable person. But what is his character? He's a drunkard. But that doesn't matter. You see, he's not, the Mazdurs, they're just drinking that daru they're making. But the big, big bosses, they're drinking scotch whiskey and brandy. So they are respectable. <laughs> But it's a very low class. But they think if you have a gold watch and a Mercedes car, BMW, then you are a respectable gentleman. And inside they're driving the car and, and eating the hamburger, which is extremely sinful. But they think only if you have money, then everything else is okay. There's no idea that you should have good character. Even the money is coming... Absolutely by cheating. Actually, all these businesses. You see, Coca-Cola, what is it? It's absolutely a cheating business. As I said, no benefit. McDonald's also. It's absolute, they call it junk food. Because actually there's no nutrition whatsoever. If you eat that kind of food, then definitely you're going to get all kinds of diseases in the course of time. Because it's all chemically, it's all grown with chemicals, injected with chemicals. But they think, you see, this is great. McDonald's drive-in. You drive in, you, you drive in, and then you give the money, and you take the thing, and, and you eat it as you go along. You don't waste any time, because you should be busy every moment of your life, working like an ass, so that you can earn money, so you can drive into McDonald's and eat this. And as you're driving along, you on your CD player, you're listening to some... How wonderful modern society, you see. In your car, you can listen to music as you're driving along to work. To work like an ass, to make some money. So you can put the petrol in your car and pay the maintenance costs and pay the, pay the payments. Why are you working? You have to get money. What do you need money for? To, to have a car. Why do you have to have a car to go to work? <laughs> and they're saying, this is advanced society. We are very advanced. We don't believe in all this Bhagavad Gita. That's all for people in the past. Now we are very modern. And we don't believe in all these things. You see, in the past, people used to talk about morals 
and they used to believe in God and they used to waste so much time just, you know, chanting mantras and, and going to the temple and you see, they could have been working. Why are they wasting so much time, you see? You have to work and make more money. Work hard. Because you have to have enough money that after working so hard with so much tension for so many years, then you have to have a bypass operation so you have to have enough money to pay for it. <laughs> you see? And they think this is very advanced, you see? I had a bypass operation, cost $20,000. Very advanced, you see. <laughs> but damn it, you fool, you, if you didn't work like an ass for, the, for 20 years, you wouldn't have this bike. Previously, people, they didn't have all these heart problems. Because they lived a natural life, and not, not so much stress. They'd go to the shop in the morning, and you, you see, when I, ca- I came to India, what, some more than, what, maybe 25 years, something, 27 years, I was. So people would go to work in the morning, they do some puja, part, all this. They go to the shop, they'd sit in their shop, some customers would come, they'd sell them something. In the midday they'd go home, take rest, in the evening they go to the shop again. Nowadays, you see in India, especially in the summer, two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon, everything dead, closed. And the people are resting, it's hot. Nowadays if you go, in all, all the cities there'll be traffic jams, and everyone, because they think, you have to work. And it's, it's 45 degrees heat, and they're out moving around here and there, running, because they think, have to work, we can't waste any time. What are they working for? They don't think, what is the purpose of life? But even in the schools they teach, you have to be a success, you have to get money, you have to have a good career. What's the purpose of it all? They don't know. And simply, you have to have a first-class, huge TV so you can watch all these ridiculous things on it. And this is what you're working on. And all these things you're watching and simply degrading the consciousness. Simply on TV, degrading the consciousness. So I always tell the people, you want, you want a secret how you can make lots of advancement? Throw out your TV. Throughout your TV, do Arati, chant Hare Krishna. They're saying, but there are many good educational, informative programs. We should watch these. Now you can watch some informative program about the the uh, the mating habits of frogs in the Amazon jungle, <laughs> or you can some informative program about the all the the background behind the. The war, what's the latest war in the world these days? I don't read the newspapers. What's the latest war? I guess Gujarat riots, that's... Nuclear that's a, Huh? Nuclear war. nuclear war. Is there a nuclear war? Israel and Palestine. Israel and Palestine, that's new. <laughs> I, I could write the news. I don't need to read the newspaper. I can write it myself. You see? Israel is fighting with Palestine. And Arafat says peace, and in the meantime, he's, you know, sending people to blow up the Israelis. And I can write it myself. It's just, you know, it's just that you, after some days you can put this, and then after, and then you see earthquake somewhere. There's no need to read the newspaper. You can write it yourself. So anyway, uh, they'll be giving the inside story, and the latest. You can watch the TV. What's going on? You know what the inside story and all the details of what Israel is doing to Palestine and what Palestine is doing to Israel. You can spend your whole life and at the end, my God, you might get born there yourself. You might get born in Palestine and then you'll be throwing <laughs> throwing bricks at the Israeli soldiers. And <laughs> but you're thinking, well, this is, you see this is educational and you can, can learn about all the all the Israelis and the Palestinians and the frogs in the Amazon jungle and this is very wonderful. You see, oh, I saw on TV, you see, I learned something very valuable. How one frog is jumping around, uh, the male frog jumps around, jumps around three times, the female frog, and then the female frog says, oh. <laughs> and then, you see, it's very valuable, very, very informative. We learn something, very... <coughs> And people are thinking, this is wonderful, you see. Some biologists 
went into the jungle, Amazon jungle, and they sat on top of a frog's hole for three months, and then they made this film. And it's a great benefit to human society. People are such fools, and they think this is advanced. Now we are highly advanced. Kaupada is a very practical Acharya. He spoke very clearly. He said, this is all foolishness and rascaldom. And you think this is very advanced. Really advanced society means that you rise at 4.30, 4 in the morning. Not that you go to sleep at 4 in the morning after watching TV all night. You rise early, Brahma Mahatma, take bath. Actually, before you take, you go in the field. Not this attached bathroom. That's also nonsense. But anyway, what can we do? It's modern life. You go in the field, you wash with earth, take bath, and then you do puja, pad, arati. Then little work, whatever requires to be done. Live a very simple life. But advanced society means advanced consciousness, not advanced technology. We have advanced technology. But what is the consciousness of people? They're eating animals, they're drinking alcohol, they have pornography. This is advancement. They call this advancement. Gambling. Here in the here in the Gulf, it's every all the gambling, lottery, casinos, all these things. And the net result is degraded consciousness. Everyone is simply Kavam Ashwita Dushpuram. They're very, they're simply in, uh, what is that? Kavam Ashwita Dushpuram. Dhanamana Madan Vitam. Simply they're interested, because of lusty desires, they're simply interested in getting. This is Bhagavad Gita. Krishna is describing what is modern society. They're simply full of greedy, lusty desires, and they're simply bewildered. Oh, I have so much money. This is, this is Bhagavad Gita. Krishna is teaching, giving the analysis. What is the demoniac society? Why? Following this verse begins. Etam drishtim avashtabhya. Following such conclusion. In other words, why are they like this? Why is their modern society, demoniac society, is full, simply full of lust, greed and anger, which in this chapter of Gita, Krishna says, Trividham narakasye dantvaram nashanam atmanaha kamah krotas tatalobas tasmat etat trayantyajit. Krishna says there are three gates leading to hell which every person should give up, which are kam, krod and lob. And what is modern society? Kam, buy this, buy that. See this film with all lusty desires. And then crowd, violence, full of violence. This bush saying, we are a very, we are a peaceful nation as they go to bomb Afghanistan. We believe in peace. For the sake of justice, we now the, we should bomb the Afghani shepherds, kill them all. So, very angry, unnecessarily violent society. And lobe, everyone is greedy, buy this, buy that. You have to get more money. So this is modern society. Why are they like this? Because etam drishtim avashtabhya. Because of their outlook, drishti, their outlook on life. Etat drishtim avashtabhya nashtatmanopa buddha. Then they nashtatma means that their whole spiritual focus is completely lost, and alpa buddhi. No brain. Stupid. They think we are very intelligent. We are getting our MSc, PhD. But actually they are complete fools because they have no idea what the purpose of life is. They simply think we will get, win one kilo or win 40 kilos of gold. And what is the use? It's simply you put it on your body. But the body is anyway going to drop dead. What is the value? That's like this Egyptian mummies. They're the body is dead and they have all the gold ornaments. And what is the value to the, to the soul? The body is dead for so many thousands of years. And the soul is floating around as a ghost there. 
what benefit that gold is to you? And the, bene- the gold is also no benefit to you now. What is the actual benefit is if you can understand what is the purpose of life. But etan drishtim avashtavya. They follow, they have the wrong philosophy, which is described in the previous verse. Asatyam apatishtam te jagadahura nishwaram aparasprasam bhutam. Kilanyat kamahaitukam. The demoniac think that there is no param satya. There's no, there's no actual truth. And any opinion is okay. Whatever you like to think. We're very liberal. You think whatever you like to think. Everything is okay. Now this sounds very nice, doesn't it? Every, it's a very good society in which everyone is allowed to think whatever they like. It's nonsense. It's a rascal society. That everyone think whatever you like. If you want, you kill animals. If you want, you see, you watch all the pornography. And everything is okay. Everything is nice. But this is not proper society. This is demoniac society. They say that, yes, everything should be allowed, everything is very nice. Why everything should be allowed? It should not be allowed that you kill animals, that you exploit women, you do gambling, illicit sex. It should not be allowed. But they think, oh, we just let everyone do what they like. That is not human society. That is subhuman. That is not, that is on the level of the animals. The animals, they have no rules and regulations. Human life is meant for discrimination. To know what is proper and what is not proper, but as Krishna describes here, pravritting chan, everything cha, janana, vidura, suraha. Those who are demoniac, they don't know what is proper and what is not proper. They can't discriminate between the two. And because they are full of lusty desires, they cultivate lusty desires. They're deliberately trying to cultivate all the wrong desires. Therefore, they take what is wrong to be right and what is right to be wrong. Not only do they not know what is right and what is wrong, but they deliberately come to the wrong thing. And they think that we are doing the right thing. If if they uh, protect our rights, everyone should have the right to do whatever they like. But no, the government should control, the government should be guided in such a way that people understand what is the proper thing to do. Even if they don't understand, they should be restricted. They should, should not be allowed slaughterhouses. It should never be allowed cow killing. It should never be allowed wanton drunkenness. It should never be allowed this illicit sex. Divorce, get married, or even don't bother marrying at all. Why, do you, why bother marrying? Why should they, they say? Why bother marrying? That means animal life. Just, you see, a man is here, a woman is here, then what, what do you need marriage? You can do what you want without marriage. So this is demoniac man. Why? Because they think there's no absolute truth. Therefore, every opinion is all the same. Whatever you like to think, it's all the same. Because anyway, when you die, everything is finished. So there's no soul, there's no God, there's no God in control. These are all demoniac ideas. But actually, these things are taught in school. In a very, uh, maybe not directly, but they say Darwin's theory. We all evolved from monkeys. And then, uh, we all evolved from monkeys, then uh, where's the Atma? That means they, that simply we are combinations of chemicals. So these are ideas. And if you see all the cinema and all this, then they're, they're simply promoting the idea that, yes, you should enjoy life, enjoy the senses. There's no actual information that the, life, what is enjoyment? There is no enjoyment in material life. Simply sense gratification is simply suffering. No higher thought. Even these so-called informative programs, the whole, they may not state it directly, but the whole concept is there, unspoken. Even if you read the newspaper, the idea is that everyone should be nice to each other so we can enjoy life. Especially nowadays, <coughs> modern society. Or just like the, you'll read some magazine, India Today or Time magazine. It, it's not stated directly, but it, it's inherent in the whole tone of the magazine that that life is simply meant for making money and then you so-called enjoy yourself and that's it. You should be a success. Success means you get money and you enjoy and you show others. You see, I have a big house, I have a BMW car, I'm highly successful and in this way you show, I am great. This is again the symptom of the demoniac person which is given in Bhagavad Gita, that they think, I am the controller, I am the enjoyer. These are all demoniac ideas, which spring from 
incorrect concept of life. So Krishna is pointing this out. This is very important. If we think that, uh, yeah, well, you know, we can do bhakti, but, you know, we can also, modern life, we should also fit in with the times. You can fit in, and you'll go on fitting in, life after life. There's a spot for you. You, you feel, I just can't kind of fit into, you know, the way of things. So, but I'm trying. So then don't worry, Maya will help you. <laughs> you see, if you, if you feel out of place, then in your next life you can become a snake or a frog or you can find your spot. Maya will help you. But if you, if you can't fit in, actually that's good, then you should think, why don't I fit in? Because I don't belong here in this material world. We can say the one good thing about modern society is it's so miserable and it, it creates so much in the name of happiness, you see, in the, in the advertisement, you'll see everyone smiling. But in actual life, everyone's completely miserable. Just like if you go in the, in the airport, it's all this success. In, if you fly in India, that means only the successful people are flying. Everyone else is going by train or bus. So all the successful people are there. And you look at everyone's face, you won't find one smile on any of them. And they all look absolutely frustrated, isn't it? More frustrated than the so-called non-successes. In fact, I think they must have made a rule in the Indian airports that no one should smile. <laughs> don't look happy. It's, it's, it's unfashionable, you see. You, know. you, don't look, you have to look bored. You see, the idea is when you're flying in a plane, you should look bored. Because that proves that you're flying a lot. <laughs> and therefore, that means you're more prestigious. I, I was trying to work it out, trying to understand. Why do they all look so... <laughs> like this. So, it's a complete bluff that people become happy by getting more money. Actually, they become... Generally, they become more miserable, more anxiety, absolutely artificial. These so-called rich, successful people, they're all simply trying to show off to each other and cutting a profile, and they're not real people at all. You see, they're, they're, they're no character. They're just, they're just trying to show. They have to act in a certain way, they have to walk in a certain way, they have to talk in a certain way. They're lost to themselves. So one good thing about modern life is that it, it literally drives you crazy. And people become very frustrated. And uh, Although you're not supposed to show it, you see. You always have to show outside that, yes, I'm very happy, no problem, everything is very nice. And there's so many people like that, and you know, one day you come to work and say, well, what happened to so-and-so? He didn't come to work today. Oh, he uh, slit his throat last night. You see, why? You see, he seemed quite happy, you know, didn't seem to be any problem. And that's what's going on. They're showing outside. Yeah, okay, everything's fine. But inside, they're crying. So many people. If you go, you see, if you, t if you go door to door, Taking Bhagavad Gita, of course you can't do it. If you go in India, so many people, so many people that close the door, get off, don't come here, don't, don't disturb me. I, I, I'm busy. I'm watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, if you pre, if you, if you just speak to people a little bit, you'll find every single house is in absolute, There's some problem. They're miserable. Then you see that. Uh, their daughter ran off with the with some auto driver, <laughs> or, uh, or the uh, you know the, the husband and wife are fighting. I mean, really fighting. <laughs> the wife's beating up the husband every day, or vice versa. Usually vice versa. Or their their son is a drug addict, or their son committed suicide, or their son's a homosexual, or their, their father has a heart problem. Every you know, blood pressure, diabetes, or something. Every home, you'll find every home they have some severe problem, and they're just feeling intense distress. Pretty much, especially the more well-to-do people, and the less well-to-do people, they're you know they're struggling. They're, they 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 don't have enough money. They want to send their kid to a good school, and they're taking a loan. And, so much headache, so much pressure, people are suffering so much in this so-called advanced society. Everyone is miserable. And the only thing is they watch the movie and everyone dances in the movie. <laughs> but even the people who are dancing in the movie with that happy look on their face, if you go to the studio, you'll find they're not actually... They're, 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 
the only people who are smiling is their pay to smile, that's all. In the movie, that's all. Even, you see, I went to America a couple of times. I, I know for a while. And I saw, I was traveling around, you'll see, just like if you're going in different airports, you'll see everyone is smiling and very polite, and yes sir, please come here. And I said, what is this, you see? It's some, some kind of business ethic that you try to deal nicely with the people, and then they say, oh, this company, their staff deals very nicely, I like to... It's, they're trying to do like that because they think it's good for business. So I, I thought, I'll just test this out. Now, you see there's, yes sir, here's your t-shirt. So I started looking in people's face and looking in their eyes and smiling at them. And if you do that, they'll look away. Because they can't reciprocate. The smile is only physically forced. But their eyes, they're not smiling. You can see the misery in the eyes. And if you look in their eye with a real smile, because our devotees, actually we can smile because we have Krishna consciousness. When you look in their eye, they'll look away. They can't look you in the eye. They cannot reciprocate a really happy smile because they don't have it in their heart. They're, they're polite, they're smiling, but inside they are miserable. So the, the good thing we can say about modern life is that it drives you so miserable and actually crazy. There's so many crazy people. Actually, I, I heard some figures that like 90% of people in America at some point in their life have psychiatric treatment. Means everyone's crazy. Or psychiatric consulting. Everyone's taking pills to go to sleep. They have to take some pill because no one can sleep and they're full of anxiety. And then to wake up in the morning to get them going because they wake up and they think, you know, sure, another day. So they have to take some pills to, you know, to get enlivened. There's so many so antidepressants, so many things. Everyone's crazy. So it literally drives people crazy. And then uh, the good thing is that if they might get Bhagavad Gita residues. Now read this. You see, the demoniac conclude that the world is phantasmagoria. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the demoniac are engaged in activities that will lead the world to destruction. I mean, it's true. What is written here is true. There's one story, true story. There are so many stories like this. This is maybe one of the most striking. In San Diego, one man thought, it's just too much, you know. Life is just too much. You know. I've been, all these years I've just been struggling and, you know, what have I got at the end of it? I'm simply miserable. So he thought, you know, life is so miserable, it's better to be dead than alive. So he went down to his local store and got his suicide book. There are books you can buy that, you know, what's the best way to commit suicide? <laughs> they have books like that. You know, this, if you do it this way, it's, it's cheap, it's clean, you know, there's no blood, and it's not painful, and, you know, like this. So if he chose, he thought, well, shall I do it this way or that way? And then he chose the, uh, the method, you sit in your garage, in your car, you put a pipe from the exhaust fume into the window, and close all the windows, turn on the engine, and then the carbon monoxide comes, and then you just kind of fall asleep, and, and then, uh, that's it. So, he did it, okay, turn on the engine, but he's mad. So even if he decides to do that, but you know, they have to do something all the time. You just can't sit peacefully. Even if it's only for five minutes, you're going to die. You have to do something. Because they're so much agitated, they're whole. You know, there's so much in the mode of passion. They're trained like that. You have to do something at every moment. You always have to. So he's, what shall I do, you know? Pigeons, I looked in the, what do you call that then? Where they keep things? The dashboard. Dashboard, is it? Yeah, he looked in there and saw uh, there's some book. What's it called? Beyond Birth and Death. <laughs> you know, some time ago, some, some devotee, had, he didn't even remember, he was going, at the stoplight, some, someone came in and said, yeah, take this book. Oh, okay, just give it, okay, give it, stuck it in the dashboard, and never thought anything about it. So it's time to read this. Human life is meant for God-realization. Without this, no one can be happy. <laughs> Turned off the engine. Let me just read this first. This <laughs> is the first thing I ever read in my life that made any sense. So then he just sat there and uh, read the whole book. When he came to the end of the book, it said, List of Iskon Centers. So he looked down San Diego, got out his book, 
A to Z, A to Z, I guess you, how to find it, and drove there. And said, hey, I just read one of your books. It saved my life. Give me some more. So that's the only advantage of modern life. The only advantage of modern life is that it drives you so much crazy that you become desperate. And then if you're fortunate, then you can come in contact with Krishna consciousness. Of course, many people, they uh, they feel like they want something spiritual and they get cheated. That's another symptom of Kali Yuga. There's so many, so many bogus cheaters in the name of spiritual life. So that's another another pitfall. That you, you think, I've had enough of all this materialistic world life, let me come to spiritual life. And then you go to Saibaba or some rascal like this. You just get another form of cheating. You think, I'll go, now you see, I, I've been cheated by my, my the, the whole educational system cheated me. The, uh, my parents cheated me. They said you have to work hard and get a job and then you'll be happy. And I wasn't happy. I was just miserable. And then the, the TV, the whole society, they're all cheating me. They told me, you see, you see the toothpaste advertisement, use this toothpaste, you'll be happy. They cheated me. I used it and I it didn't make me happy. And they said, drink Coca-Cola and you'll be happy. I tried that and that didn't make me happy. I said, no, the whole society's cheated me and exploited me. Let me go to a sadhu and the sadhu will also cheat you. <laughs> you say, you just worship me and within six months you'll become God. <laughs> or uh, or they, they teach, they, there's one sadhu so-called, he's teaching the art of living. How you see, you just tolerate and be peaceful and how you can adjust to modern life. But the real thing is, why should you adjust? Modern life means, or any life, it means you're simply going to hell. The real thing is to understand, a real sadhu will teach that material life is absolutely miserable. There's no question of happiness in this material world. Come to Krishna. But mostly all these so-called sadhus, they teach, will give you some process, some meditation, or some yoga, or whatever. And then you can be more relaxed, and then you can live, then you can adjust yourself very nicely, and live happily in this world. Which is cheating. They're rascals. People think they're sadhus. Oh, you see, teaching people, they do meditation, their blood pressure comes down. And then you see, they, they can be good people. They're teaching people to be vegetarians. Very good. They're not good. They are rascals. If they don't teach you that, you have to surrender to Krishna. And they're simply entangling you in material life more. Just like someone was saying to me the other day, you see, this person I know, they went to Sai Baba, and they stopped eating meat, and they stopped drinking. And say, that means Sai Baba's good. I said, better he eats meat and drinks and doesn't go to Sai Baba. He's, he is, he'll be less sinful. Because if you go to Sai Baba and you think this is God, which is what they teach, just like this Venkatesh Supravatam, they read, all the song is the same, but they, instead at the end, instead of having Venkatesh name, they put Sai Baba's name. So how sinful is that? That is much worse than eating meat. If you eat meat, that's sinful. But if you think, or if you say that this ugly rascal, who anyone can see, is a Rakshasa, you don't have such ugly features unless you're a complete demon, then this person is accepting People worshipping him as God, which is far more sinful than eating meat. And they become vegetarian. You become vegetarian and go to the worst, darkest of hells. And you're thinking, I'm very spiritual. And Sai Baba is blessing me. So people are misguided. They don't know. Why? Because Because they have the wrong understanding. They don't know what is the actual purpose of life. They think the purpose of life is we should enjoy and they think it's very, we are good people. We see, we're good. We don't, we're good. We're vegetarian. We're nice to others. We don't do any harm to others. And in this way, we're living very peacefully. But if we don't surrender to Krishna, even that is simple. So if you think I'm a good person, I'm a moral person, I'm very nice, without Krishna consciousness, it means you're still envious of Krishna. So they don't know these things because they don't have the right understanding. Therefore, Prabhupada, he was so much pressing on this point that we have to distribute these books. He was so much, he spent so much time writing these books. Even Prabhupada said, even he'd only come to the Western countries, I think it was just about 1971 or something, it means he first came in 66, and the movement hadn't spread that much at that time. But he said, at that time, that I can, I, I'm ready to stop all my traveling and preaching all over the world, because I have more important work to do writing these books. Because these books, they give the knowledge by which all the wrong ideas on which modern society is based, they're completely exposed and defeated. And the right knowledge that we are spirit soul, we are eternal servants of Krishna, that is established. This whole modern way of life, it's, it's how they're teaching. You see how India has changed in the last few years. Previously, people used to be very pious, generally in India. Nowadays, by the influence of TV and the whole idea of education, you have to have a good education and all this, people in India... Practically, I don't see much difference between the West and India. 
except in the West they have generally people have more money. But as far as culture is concerned, as far as spiritual knowledge is concerned, as far as uh, pious life is even concerned, there is no difference frankly between the West and India. You see any uh, young people now, 16, 17 years old, what do they know about Bhagavad Gita? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They have no idea. If we speak to them, it's just like speaking to someone from the West. Actually, in some parts of the West, like in California, you'll find pretty much everyone believes in reincarnation. They don't have very scientific knowledge of it, but they believe in it. Whereas in India, you know, they don't have the faintest idea. <laughs> so it's come to such a situation because the, all the wrong ideas are being taught. There's no systematic education in human society about the, the reality the reality is that these bodies are very temporary. There's no use to try to enjoy them anyway. You can't enjoy These bodies are designed in such a way that there's so much suffering. Why is the doctor gaining so much money? Because people are getting sick and there are hundreds and thousands of varieties of sicknesses. Every part of our body can go wrong and every part of our body that goes wrong causes so much pain and suffering. If you get an ingrowing fingernail, just a little thing like that, it causes so much pain. Toothache, what does that mean? Abscess in the, in the back of the tooth. It's just a very little tiny thing. So painful. So painful. You can't sleep. I had, when I was in the Gulf one time, I had this toothache. For two nights I couldn't sleep. Then I, in, uh, in Bahrain, they gave me an injection. They said, this will put you to sleep for eight hours. <laughs> It lasted for 40 minutes. <laughs> so, this material life is simply full of suffering. And the, but they're presenting it, the demoniac society, they're presenting it as if it's something enjoyable. But no one is happy. But everyone is pretending to be happy because they think I have to show it to be happy. So it's a whole big drama. It's a whole big uh, show. Everyone is putting, and everyone is fooling everybody else that we're all happy. But no one is happy. So this knowledge needs to be preached in human society. If we don't have this knowledge of Bhagavad Gita as it is, then we're, certainly we're going to be misguided and misled and go to hell. The demons, they say, oh, we don't believe in all this hell or anything. But they've made hell right here. It made a hellish life, hellish existence, in which, uh, you see, no one is safe. Of course, you may think, well, here in the Gulf, the law and order situation is very good. So it may be in comparison, but then you see, you're going in the car, and any time, it's very unsafe. You're just, you're just like in some tin can, going along at 150 kilometers an hour, and uh, any moment, can be finished. There's no surety. So it's a very uh, extremely demonic society. This knowledge is required. Bhagavad Gita, people require to know. It is required that these books are widely distributed. People should read these books. Prabhupada said that by distributing these books, we can create a revolution. You may How is that possible? Revolution means you have to get some tanks and guns. Exploiting. That's all. Instead of having a white man exploiting the Indians, you have an Indian man. And uh, anyway, they're all back. All the come, it's, uh, McDonald's is there, and they're all there. So the basic nature of the material world is exploitation. These so-called political revolutions. There's no revolution. The real revolution is change of consciousness. Simply, you see, just like if you're carrying a heavy weight on your shoulder, you may think this is too much. Let me move it to the other shoulder. So you change something, but the basic principles stayed the same. So in the same way, they're, they're having revolutions. They're going from communist to capitalist, or this is to thisism and thatism. But it's all basically materialism. The, the basic motive is that we should enjoy life, that's all. And even this so-called liberalism, humanitarianism, because they don't have knowledge of what the purpose of life is. They may say we're being nice to everyone, but just like you see, they're saying we're against terrorism. But they're not nice to the cows. They're committing terrorism on the animals. They're also living beings. They have to suffer. So you can enjoy 
your nice bloody meat steak, beef steak, some animal has to, the cow has to suffer, and then you have to suffer the karma. And you're wondering, why, you see we're Americans, we're so nice, we're so good, why did they do it to us? But you don't know, you have no spiritual knowledge. So the real revolution is revolution of consciousness, by which people should understand the basic spiritual facts. I am not the body, I am spirit soul, I am an eternal servant of Krishna. Life is meant for God-realization, not for exploitation, not for sense gratification. So it is required that this knowledge is very widely spread in human society. Prabhupada wanted these books translated in all the, lang all the languages of the world, distributed. So you should try to do that, and you should study. When you study Bhagavad Gita, you have to study these verses also. These are very important. Don't think, okay, Krishna says at the end of Gita, Sarvadamam Pritaja. Okay, I don't need that verse. But we need these verses also. We should understand what is the situation. If you listen to Prabhupada's classes, how he's preaching, he'll always be pointing out these things. Because our tendency is that we always... Unless we are very clear on these points, then we'll always, even if we're doing bhakti, our tendency is always to get sucked again into the mode of sense gratification or materialistic way of thinking. So we have to understand very clearly that this so-called modern advanced civilization is simply for it simply destroys the spiritual qualities of human beings. We shouldn't think, yeah, I'll chant Hare Krishna and then, you know, I'll also watch a little TV and, you know, I'll chant Hare Krishna but I also have to become very materially advanced. You may become materially advanced by Krishna's blessing, so-called materially advanced. We should understand very clearly, this is not the goal of life. Now, we're not saying that, well, you should just uh, give up your jobs and live in, under a tree in India or something. If you do, that's nice, but we're not saying that you have to do that. If you have so much a determination to be Krishna conscious, you can go and live under a tree. But actually, you can become Krishna conscious here also. But, we cannot become Krishna conscious if we are thinking that this material world is very nice. You can't actually become Krishna conscious. Because real spiritual life begins when material life, everyone is trying to be happy, but no one is happy. It's self-deception. Uh, some some persons are deceiving others and everyone is deceiving themselves. So we should be very, very clear that there's no advantage to having a gold watch over six gold watch. What is this? You know, a 20,000 dirham watch. You know, you can get a 20 dirham watch also, which does the same thing, which is telling the time then why do you have to have a 20,000 dirham watch? What's, what's, what's the thing? It's just to show. <laughs> you want to show out. You'll be very anxious to see the time. <laughs> just to show you. See, I have a very expensive watch. It's only for prestige. To show I'm better. But you're not better. It doesn't make you better because you have a gold watch with diamonds and all that. It doesn't make you better. It's only foolish people who think that, oh, this person is a great person because he has so much money. Only a fool thinks like that. That someone is great because he has some money. That doesn't make you great. What makes you great is to is when you can, as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Samalosh, what is that? Samalosh That if you see rocks and mud and gold, it's all the same. What is it? What is the difference? Of course, if you give us gold, we'll also take it very thankfully. Yes. You want to give money? Yes. We will take it. And you may think, oh, what a hypocrite. He gave his lecture. No. But we will, I, if you give it, we're not going to put a I'll collect all donations from Abu Dhabi and all these places and then I'll put a big gold watch and so, see I'm a great sadhu, people are giving me so much donations. But we'll use that money to print these books 
so people can get spiritual knowledge. We want your money. Give. Enter your pockets. Give all your money. You want to give a hundred dirhams? Why only a hundred dirhams? Give a hundred thousand dirhams. Because we will use it for in the best possible use, which is to give people this knowledge which will save them from the illusion of thinking that my life is successful if I have a gold watch. I have a gold watch, outside it's shiny, but inside my heart is dull and dead. So we need your money. But so that can be used in the service of Krishna, so that will benefit you instead of wasting your money on a stupid gold watch which is of no benefit to you and which creates more illusion which you're thinking, I'm so wonderful, I've got a gold watch, I've got a BMW car, whatever it may be. But instead, we'll take that money and use it for preaching Krishna consciousness, which will be benefit for you. So these things should be clearly understood. You should read this Bhagavad Gita as it is. Read these books, Science of Self-Realization, The Laws of Nature. You should read all these books and understand that this material world even if they advertise, drink Coca-Cola, be happy, win the lottery. Even if they advertise, everywhere all around us this advertisement is there. All the different advertisements. The whole tenor of society is work, earn money, be happy. We should know it's all cheating, it's not true. This material world, for all they dress it up, it's no better than a hole into which people pass through. And it may be a golden hole. Some people, they have gold toilets. <laughs> see? And it's all marble, and then the seat is made of gold. But what, the, what are you doing there? You're passing stool and urine. And gold, you see? I, I, usually, I don't have a plastic toilet, I have a gold toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so foolish. So we should not be trapped by the by the cheating of modern society all the, the wrong ideas life is wonderful we should enjoy we all descended from monkeys no, we should understand Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead I am his eternal servant and anything else outside of Krishna consciousness is simply the cause of entanglement in material life which leads to misery after misery, after misery, therefore I should chant Hare Krishna, come out of this materialistic consciousness, go to Krishna and distribute this knowledge so that others can also be saved from this miserable condition of thinking that material life is, ha is something very nice. Hare Krishna. I'm finished.